louder than words. Louder than words. If you can open up to the Gospel of Mark, 6th chapter, starting at verse 14. In this account, it's interrupted to give us the history and account of what happened to John the Baptist. Previously, in the first chapter of Mark, it says after John the Baptist was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee. And, and so uh, as you're reading through the gospel of Mark, you, you get to that point in the first chapter and say, well, what happened to John the Baptist? Why, why did he get arrested? Well, you have to wait till the sixth chapter for they to catch you up on what's happening to John the Baptist. Looking at the Gospel of Mark 6, chapter, verse 14, it says, Herod Antipas, the king, soon heard about Jesus, because everyone was talking about him. Some are saying this must be John the Baptist raised from the dead. Wait a minute. Last time we read, he was in prison. Now we, he's dead. Wait a minute. Why did he die? Continuing on, look at this. Says, that, that is why... He can do so much miracles. Others said he is the prophet Elijah. Still others said he is a prophet like the other great prophets of the past. Verse 16, when Herod heard about Jesus, he said, John, the man I beheaded, has come back from the dead. Verse 17, for Herod had sent soldiers to arrest him and imprison John as a favor to Herodotus. She had been his brother's, Philip's wife, but Herod had married her. John, the baptizer, had been telling Herod, it is against God's law for you to marry your brother's wife. So Herodotus bore a grudge against John and wanted to kill him, but without Herod's approval, she was powerless. Look at verse 20. For Herod respected John, and knowing that he was a good and holy man, he protected him. Herod was greatly disturbed whenever he talked with John, but even so, he liked to listen to him louder than words. Acts and speak louder than words. Looking here in the text, you can see here that Herod is is amazed and stunned by John the Baptist, not by just his words, but his character. We see in verse 20 that, that Herod said that he was a holy and a just man, but I didn't like what he was telling me. My, 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 my wife wants to kill him, but I won't because I understand he's a just and a righteous man, but I see how I'm living wrong, but I just can't stop hearing the truth. Louder than words. Think of some people whose words we remember, and think, why do you remember their words? Because their actions spoke louder than their words. Somebody tell you one thing, but go do another. You forget what they said. You remember what they did. But we remember MLK because Martin Luther King did not just speak, but he acted. 
Oftentimes, he was in the front lines. Uh, you know, in 1965, before the Voter Act was passed, it, it's 1964, he was leading them across that bridge. After they already got beat down the first time, he said, we're going to go across again. <laughs> Actions speak louder than what Martin Luther King could have stood back and said, hey, hey, y'all go ahead and march across again anyway. And no, But no, he came on down. Because people saw it on the news, the police abusing and trying to stop these people from crossing the bridge. These people, black people, from crossing the bridge, trying to prevent them from voting. But they realized we have a right to vote. And we're going to go and make our vote to be heard. And we're going to cross this bridge, even if it's going to cost our lives. Remember JFK? Not just from what he said, but how he acted as president. Actions speak louder than words. We know about people's characters. Some of them we don't know their words too famous, but then when we hear those words, we know, oh, that was, had to be Harriet Tubman saying that dead men tell no lies. <laughs> and that comes from that as he was leading the slaves into freedom, that it was oftentimes men that would get scared. She had a rifle with no bullets. And will threaten them, so I'll kill you here where you stand. Because dead men tell. <laughs> no tales. Actions speak louder. They were, they were scared of this woman because they couldn't catch it. A barefooted woman going for all these miles from, from north all the way, from south all the way north to Canada, covering her tracks, outsmarting hounds and men chasing after her. They realized that when she says, I'll take you to freedom, they believe it because her actions spoke louder than words. What about you? How will people remember you after your past? We still talk about Martin Luther King, JFK, FDR, Harriet Tubman, uh, Malcolm X, people that have been in leadership positions, people that have done tremendous and, and wonderful things. We remember them because of their, their actions, like, like Limber. We remember them because he talked about it, but he did it. They remember them because of their way they lived their life. We have the Nobel Peace Prize. That they give out to those who do, who do an outstanding work for maintaining and giving peace. But do you know the history of why that award has come? The award came because Nobel was, his brother died and he got the obituary of his brother and it read that what a horrible man this man was. Uh, he did nothing but cause destruction and he made explosives and dynamite and blew up things and he will forever remember how he was an agent in war and in death. And he's reading this, and he's reading this obituary, but it wasn't of his brother. It was of him. He was horrified at how people thought of his legacy and his memory that he stopped what he was doing and began to start being an agent of peace. And now we have the Nobel Peace Prize. But some of us may not be as fortunate as him that somebody will write our obituary not knowing we're still alive, that we'll be able to read and see what they're going to say about us. But he had the opportunity and the time to change his life and give it a purpose beyond meaning and understanding that, the, that he thought he was doing something he loved to do, but found out he could do something so much better. I want you to look at your life and think, do your ashes line up with your words? What is your legacy? What will be said after you're gone? What will people say about how you're living your life? Will somebody else start living a life similar to yours? And they will think of you when they see that person because John the Baptist is dead and gone, but King Herod hears of Jesus. He's thinking of John the Baptist. Who 
will think of you when you're gone. Some of us are raising your children. Well, when people see your daughters, your sons, will they think of you? Will they have your mannerisms? Will they have your action? Will they carry them themselves? They can say, oh, I can see that you're, you're, you're so-and-so's son or so-and-so's daughter. Not just from the genetics, the family resistance, but how you carry yourself. What will be said of you? Character speaks for itself. We see here. In verse 14 to 16, King Herod hears of Jesus. Now, catch this, catch this. News spreads from the kingdom, from the lower ranks, all the way up to the king. Now, Jesus' ministry is now catching a lot of fame. He's done, he's done spread it around. He's moving from city to city. People want him to stay just there. But he says, no, I have greater things to do. I, I got to do these things. But before Jesus came to spread all of this news, his cousin, John the baptizer, was preparing the way for him. And we can see that John did such a great job that even he was well known. And then look at John's character. John was a man of integrity, a man of character. So therefore, when he spoke out against King Herod, King Herod had to listen, even though he disagreed. And, and places of leadership. Think, about, think how hard it is to lead people anyway. But imagine how hard it would be to lead people without integrity. It would be even more of a daunting task, a, a more difficult task. King Herod has no integrity. Look at King Herod's character. This man marries his brother's wife. And beyond that, his brother Philip's wife is his niece. Follow me here. So not only is he's married his brother's wife, Herod is also married to his niece. And when he goes to visit Philip, he stays in his house, elopes his wife, <laughs> divorces his older wife, and moves back to his kingdom with his brother's wife. A man of low morals, of low ethics. A man that, that is supposed to be acting as a king, but yet he surrounded himself with people of low ethics and moral. You see, it's, it's in the family. Not only is he following what his brother's done, but he's also following what his father has done. His father did the same thing. Great, great, great. Herod the Great, they called him. They didn't call him Herod the Great because he was great, just because he was older. It's, it's a funny thing. I want to guess. You see, Herod in the temple means hero, but what kind of hero was he? You see, we have these names that mean that they, they don't act out to the names. Their character speaks louder than the words. And not only that, look at Herod's Herodotus. Herodotus, now, she knows she's wrong. Here she's wrong. But guess what people do? This is what the people do when, when they hear negative things about them and they know it to be true. If they can't stop the message, they try to stop the messenger. Herodotus couldn't stop John's message because it was true. Everybody know what you, we know who you was married to beforehand. I mean, you're the king. We, we know your family just like we know who Prince Charles, who he gets married to. Why? Because they make it news. We know who you're married to. We know you're dead wrong. We hear what John's is saying, and we know the impact of John's ministry because many were thronged or coming out into the wilderness to hear of his word and being baptized and being changed in their lives. So they, the people he was reaching were being awakening to the truth and how to 
fully live for God. But yet Herod and his wife were just dumb, were just dumb to it. They didn't want to receive it nor hear it. And Herod was so bad that she had a hatred so much she wanted to kill him. So much so that she tried to get her daughter to help her out in the situation. We find out that her daughter's name is, is Salome, and, and Salome is supposed to mean peace and, and, pros, and prosper, prosperous one, but we find out Salome is just a shady one. She will come out dancing in front of her, 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 her uncle and, and, and now father and all his dignitaries. And, and Herod, Herod see him, this, this sorry king, now drunk and out of his minds. And you can see he's giving in to lust because he lusted after his own sister-in-law, now made it his wife. So you see he has a lust issue. You see his character's flaws and his problem. And, and Herodotus said, I know how to finally get my way. I, I try to use my daughter against him. And, and who knows this young lady, how she might have been abused misused by seeing a mother such as her leading her down the wrong way. Our character is a reflection of who you really are. And sometimes your character is so negative and so bad it can rub off on the people you're around. You, you, you might have been there that you didn't curse before, but you started going to a job where they cursed a lot. Next thing you know, you drop something on your foot. That word came out that didn't come out before. It slipped out the first time, caught you off guard, and you said, whoa, I, that slipped out. I, I, forgive me, Lord, I, I won't say it again. And, and then the next time it happens and it slips out, you say, oh, forgive me, Lord. And next time it happens, again, you're around your friends. They look at you, look at them, you just move on. Because now you've got so desensitized, you have people around you that will encourage you to do the right thing, but encourage you to do the wrong thing. Or, or maybe it might be the first time you got around that gossiper and they came up with that gossip and you took that them and they looked at you and you said, I don't want to hear it. So they went away, but they came back again. You looked at them again. They looked at you. They started talking again. You said, I don't want to hear it. But then they came talking about your boss. He said, I want to hear it. You see how you hang around people that are about nothing long enough they can wear you down and, and get in you and build and mess up your character. We got to be aware and, uh, and unwise enough to stay away from those who have no good. Have no good values, ethics, integrity, low morale. I mean, you got to think about it sometimes. You even in your workplace, you have people that cut corners, that 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 abuse their 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 business credit cards, that 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 fuzz their financial statements, that they don't do all their work but blame it on somebody else. You see people with low ethics and low morale, and you see them excel. You think, well, if they do it, why can't I? Shortcuts did not get you success. Shortcuts will give you failure because you'll only be there for a little while. Herod did a lot of shortcuts, trying to become rich and married to, to gain more status and more value. But instead of getting help, he only got pain. <laughs> he has a jealous wife, a manipulative wife. A wife who's still jealous of her, of her first husband. You can look in the history and that her, her other husband came back. I'm sorry, her ex-husband now came back rich, more with more fame, and, and became king. So she got so excited that she sent Herod back out to Rome to give some credit, but instead Herod lost his kingdom. 
Because Herod was, was, was not a friend of Rome. He was working with the enemy, and they found out. He was told on, and they got rid of him. And he would not have been found out and had it if his wife was not so just and sent him there. It's amazing how she thought she was helping him, but she was only hurting him. I want you to cast this. Now, when you're around with people with negative character, they think they're helping you, but they're only hurting you. But John the Baptist's character speaks for himself. His integrity, even Herod, an immoral and unethical man, knows right when he hears right. Herodias wants to kill him, but she could not touch him because Herod protected him. Herod said, I, I will not kill him. We, we find here that Herod liked to hear from John the Baptist. So I, I can see now Herod, on days when he's feeling bad about himself, he wants to go and feel worse. <laughs> he goes to the prison to hear John the Baptist. <laughs> John the Baptist, being a clanging gong, will tell you, no, you're not right. Marrying her, she shouldn't be your wife. You're married to your brother's wife. And I want you to catch this. Even when you deny the truth or ignore the truth, it does not make it not the truth. And watch this. John the Baptist is telling him that you can still change. That went over somebody. John the Baptist is still speaking to him saying you can still change. It is unlawful. You can correct the mistake. I want you to catch this. You may have character flaws and issues and, and people may be talking about you, but catch this. You can make the change. John the Baptist's ministry was about reconciliation, about repentance and, and getting right with God. John was not trying to build Herod down, um, be, beat him down, but trying to build him up and say, look, you can change. You can be a better man. She's not lawfully your wife. Fix it. Correct the problem. Make it right. I want you to understand that your ass to speak louder than your words. Stop telling people, so people. Make it right. Character speaks for itself. Lack of character destroys. Herodotus and Herod's lack of character, lack of integrity, destroyed John the Baptist. Sometimes you might be like John the Baptist, but you, you too might lose your head. That people just get on your nerves and try to assassinate you, try to knock you down, and try to put your head on a platter. But be like John the Baptist. Don't shut up. Speak up. Speak the truth. Tell the truth. Look at your husband. Look at your wife. Look at your children. Look at your best friend, your fiance, your couple. Look at them and don't deny the truth. Speak the truth because lack of character destroys. I know it's hard handling conflict and facing conflict. It's easy just to let it ride and blow up and destroy and say nothing. But when you do not face it, all you do is call destruction, not just for them, but for yourself. It's time for you to get real here. I want you to do this checklist. When, when there's a conflict arise, ask yourself this question. Why am I not addressing it? Is it because I am scared? Is it because I don't want to offend them? And I want you to understand that if you are scared to offend them, you're wrong. If you're scared, you're wrong. The truth is the truth. You have to speak the truth and do it in a loving way. Don't try to say, I told you so, or I'm right and you're always wrong. But let them know I love you, and this is why I have to tell you this. Please hear me out. 
But when you don't ask those questions and you just allow it to go by, it may be for a reason that it's not your business to talk about it at that time. That might be right. You have to wait for the appropriate time. But when you allow your fear of you being looked upon as a bad one or you don't want to offend them, you're already hurting them. I, 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 I try to do evaluations of myself by asking people. I don't always like what I hear. But I need to hear effective evaluations so I can make sure that my character is right. I can make sure that my heart is right. I, I, I don't always speak to people in the best way. I, my vocabulary is not always perfect. I may say a harsh word. I, I, I may say something that really destroys somebody's spirit or knock down somebody's dream. I, I, I might have had a little bout of jealousy, so I didn't applaud them when they need to be applauded, but I told them how I could do it better than them. I, I might have gone there, so I too need to look back at myself and, and see, Sam, why are you facing them and beating them down? Or, or why aren't you addressing the situation? Why aren't you being true? Your lack of character can destroy relationships, can destroy families, can destroy communities. Lack of character. Lack of character. We've seen it in the corporations. Rise up. But people lack of character goes down. People stealing from the trust funds or fudging reports and, and end up causing a lot of people a lot of money. People starting hurting them lives. You see what, uh, well, you know, they be killing or murdering one another, committing suicide. That's a lot of hurt and pain coming from immoral and unethical situations. But when we check our character, we can prevent these things from happening. Herod had an opportunity. Every time he's heard John the Baptist speaker said that, he, he didn't like what he heard, but he was amazed at what he heard. <laughs> Like some of us here this morning, realizing that every time I open up the Word of God, I know I might catch something I don't want to read. But I need to hear it anyway. I, I, I need to hear, Sam, you need to control your tongue. I, I need to hear, Sam, you need to forgive others as you want them to forgive you. I, I, I need to hear, Sam, I'm talking about me. I, I don't know about you, but I, I, when I open up his word, I, I read how he's telling Sam, how Sam need to get right. So anybody else that can testify that when you open up the Bible and they tell you how you need to get right and how you're being wrong, I, I see a few hands. Uh, with the rest of y'all, if y'all live a perfect, please write a book so I can read that book and find out how you keep it right all the time because I found myself that I can't help myself sometimes. Just like Paul said, when I want to do right, evil is always right there by my side. But woe is me, but by the grace. I'm glad I got a few that can testify with me. Some of y'all look at me like your character's all right. See, I'm in a place where I know I come in. I, I know you call me a pastor, but in the sight of God, I'm still just a sinner. I got a few, I got a few amens out there because we can't get caught up thinking that can't nobody tell us anything because then you'll be just like Harry. Oh, I hurt you on that one, huh? Herod couldn't be told anything. Uh, he heard it, but he couldn't act on it. Herod heard it, but he couldn't act on it. He was scared to do anything. He was scared to offend his wife, but he was not scared to offend God. I wish I had some help here this morning. It's amazing how we don't want to offend people that stand next to us, but God has given us everything. Uh, we act like we don't acknowledge him. Herod 
acts and spoke louder than his words. Here wasn't a just and a righteous king, but yet he had to say that about John the Baptist. <laughs> Sometimes our character lacks. And when our character lacks, we have anger towards other people because they have what we want. But I want you to really grab this. Now, when you just turn it over to Jesus, your character can change because the power of the Holy Spirit will equip you and give birth in you the fruit of the Spirit, which is joy, which is love, which is patience and gentleness and long-suffering and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. The, The Holy Spirit will empower you to be able to be humble when you need to be humble, able to be gentle when you need to be gentle. I'm saying need to be because it's easy when everything's going right, but when somebody's spitting and yelling, in your face. They, they, they nowadays no longer just talk about you, but email about you, or blog about you, text message about you, put up a YouTube video about you. Even when they get on the internet and try to scheme and steam and lie about you, you still need to be able to type and text message yourself and say, but by the grace of God. <laughs> you can try to chop my head off, but I'm going to stand on the word of God. Uh, even when I'm long gone and you still going to try to talk about me, I know uh, that my testimony will remain the same, that I am a child of God. You see here, John the Baptist is dead and gone, and, and yet he is being remembered because of his character. How are you going to be remembered? How will your children speak of their parents? How, how will your spouse speak of, of you? How will you speak of your grandparents, your, your best friend? That, 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 now, cast this, cast this. People in public will always make you look good, but the key character of that person is when it's in private. When it's intentional, when I got to give you a phone call. <laughs> when I got to come to you on your own grounds and, and say I appreciate you. We find our hair in private. He could appreciate John the Baptist. <laughs> but in public, <laughs> he had to hate him and, and, and be mean to him because the horizon liked what she was hearing. <laughs> in private, he would go and listen to this man, tell him how he was wrong, and was being amazed of the power of God. But in public, he had to put him in, a, in jail. <laughs> we in public want to put things in jail and act like they don't exist. But in private, we want to act like, oh, how holy I am. The book of John talks about how can you say you walk in the light and live in darkness. You're a liar and the truth is not in you. Yes, I did call you a liar, liar, pants on fire, hanging from a telephone wire. When, the, you, when you say you walk in the light, you're living in the dark, you're a liar and the truth is not in you. That's what I said. Liar, liar, pants on fire, hanging on a telephone wire. That's what's going on. You're looking at me kind of puzzled face. Open up your Bible, read John, and I bet you'll feel guilty like I feel guilty every time I read it. Because I know I claim I'm walking in the light. But there's some times if you just blink your eye, you might see me in the darkness. And I said, blink your eye, I try not to stay there long. <laughs> I'm just talking about me. I, I, I guess we got a lot of uh, saints in this place who, who, who already been up in heaven and they ain't coming back. I, I'm not perfect yet. I, I'm waiting for that time to come. 
That's why I'm glad the Bible talks about people like Herod, because I can learn from his mistakes. And I don't want to go that route. I, I don't want to get caught up marrying somebody out of lust and out of greed. I, I don't want to get caught up doing things because I lack integrity. I don't want to get caught up doing things because I got drunk and then my lust got the best of me. Then I, 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 I have regret for the rest of my life. Lack of character destroys, destroys your, it destroys you, it destroys you. His lack of character now has him ridden with guilt, ridden with guilt. How is he ridden with guilt? I'm glad you asked that question. We find here that he is scared that John the Baptist came back from the dead. Somebody missed that. He is scared that John the Baptist came back from the dead. He was so upset and so mad that he got drunk and let Salome seduce him and her mother used him to cut off John the Baptist's head. It said that he was scared that John came back from the grave. His guilt got the best of him because he knew he was a righteous and a just man, and therefore he would not kill him. But due to the peer pressure of him giving his word, being drunk, Seduced in lust, he said, I got to keep my word now. Here was the opportunity for him to stand up with integrity. See, see, the hardest time is to admit we're wrong in front of people that we are under us. Somebody missed that. It's hard to admit we're wrong when there's people that are under us. How good does it make you feel when your boss say you were right and I was wrong? How good does it feel to hear your spouse say, you were right, I was wrong? How good, children, does it feel when mommy and daddy tell you that you were right? <laughs> I was wrong. Doesn't it feel good to find out that you was right and there's an opportunity here? Herod could have gone ahead and said, I've messed up people. I want you all to learn from my mistakes. Uh, if you're going to try to take my kingdom, that's all right, but I want to be able to live in peace. Some of y'all missing this here. Some of us want to hold on to things that's just, that's just taken us towards destruction. Our character think because of my social status, because of my material thing. But all these things do not matter. Because I guarantee you this, they can take all that stuff, but they won't talk about what you lost. They'll be talking about your character. Mike Tyson, they talk about Mike Tyson. They don't necessarily talk about his money. They talk about his character. They talk about his character. They know he was a rich person, but that doesn't mean it. They talk about his character. Same thing with, with Tiger Woods. They talk about how great of a golfer he is and, and how much money he made, but yet they always talk about his character. How can you root against this guy? Same thing with Michael Jordan, and they, you know, look at Mark Bowser, he could play basketball and all these things, but yet, after the court, now they talk about his character. He's no longer playing basketball. They talk about his character. Charles Barkley, it's broader news, right? His gambling problem. They, they're not talking about how the great basketball players, they're talking about his character. He has an issue with gambling. It's broader news. You see, I want you to catch up here. People will catch up with what you do, because what you do is going to be seen more than what you say. If I wrote a book, if I wrote a book, more people know about me than read about me. Because now everybody reads or listens. They want to know is this true. They want to see your life reflected. Live a life of purpose and of meaning. John the baptizer's purpose was to prepare the way for Jesus. And he lived it to the fulfilling. So much so that he did such a great job of preparing the way that they call him who he was. 
Some say he is Elijah. That's right. Elijah was is prophesied to come to prepare the way. And that was John the baptizer. He did such a great job that we went back to him to remind him of Elijah. But a good thing about Elijah, he had a follower too named Elisha who said, Lord, give me a double push. <laughs> See, when you hang around good people of good character, you want what they have. And, and you, want the, you want it the right way. Elisha got it the right way. John the Baptist got it the right way. The disciples followed Jesus, so Jesus could teach them how to do it the right way. We don't, I don't want you to follow these get-rich scheme books and all this stuff, but follow the Word of God. Live a life. Because strong character is your legacy. Your character is what they will write about in your obituary. Your character is what they will say in your eulogy. You, many of us, we, we, we've been to funerals and how sad it is oftentimes when people don't have positive things to say. And they don't want to say anything negative. So they go to the old baselines. He or she was a mother or father, a good worker. I'll miss them. You know, they just give that stuff. Because there's very little things they can add on to it. What would you want to be added on to your life? What is your purpose? Well, they say that you were a great servant. You did a great things for your community. They're, they're really going to, to, to miss you. Like, like Brother Lily, you know, is in, in the newspaper and how, how big that funeral was because of the great service he did within the community. They said much more than he was just a father and a husband. But what he did in the community, what's going to be your testimony after you're gone? Uh, what's your testimony right now that people can say, I know this person is a good person. You're trying to talk bad about them. You're trying to say they do this, but I know because I've seen them do the work. What's going to embody you? Because what embodies you is what, how people's going to remember you. And that's how we remember Jesus. We remember what he said because how he lived. Because if, the, if he was not who he said he was, it would be like Josh McDowell would say that one of his chapters are more than the carpenter. It says he's either Lord, liar, or lunatic. If he was a lunatic, he's crazy. Why would philosophers quote a crazy man? You go and anybody ask them, what's, what do you know? What's the great teaching you know? They'll say the golden rule. Love others and love yourself. Who said that? Jesus. Why, why, would, why would crazy people uh, be recorded and be and, and stoned and engraved in so many places? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Or, or no, what greater love is than a friend that lays his life down for another? Who would, who would call a crazy man? No one. But he, so he must not have been crazy. Maybe he was a liar. If he was such a liar, then why did the people that followed him that knew he was a liar die for a liar? Who here dies for a lie? Nobody dies for a lie. You got people in jail before they die. They want to confess the truth. Hello. They don't want to die with a lie. They, they want the truth to be known, the truth to be heard. Jesus was not lying. He was willing to die. And if he was a lie, they would have proved him wrong. But you still, every time they try to prove Jesus wrong, they prove him right. So he must have been Lord. He must have been who he said he was. Because who but the Lord could walk on water? <laughs> Who but the Lord could speak and water blush and turn into wine? <laughs> Who but the Lord that a dead man wake up and walk out of his groove after he'd been wrapped up and dead for three days? Who but the Lord can tell somebody, get up and walk after you've been lame all your life? Who but the Lord? 
could take some five fishes and loaves and, and make a, a meal for everybody, leave 12 baskets left over. <laughs> Who but the Lord that could be nailed on the cross and die on the cross and be buried in the grave. But three days later, get up. Who but the Lord that could come back and say, I've come to give you, empower you with the gift of the Holy Spirit to be my witnesses. And I'm going to come back for you again. And who but the Lord can say, in my father's house are a room of many mansions. And I go to prepare a place for you so that when I come back, who but the Lord can tell you I'm coming back again. And when I come back again. I want to take you there with me. Who but the Lord? And it was not but Jesus, hallelujah, the mighty counselor, the prince of peace. He is a bright and the morning star. His character speaks louder than words. His character spoke so loud that they changed the calendar to count from when he was born to after his time is now. I'm telling you, A.D. stands for in the year of our Lord. I'm glad he's still alive. Character speaks louder than words. And Jesus said this. They will know you are my disciples. By how you love one another. Do you have the character of Jesus in you? Can people say there's something different about you? You're not of this world. Do people come up to you and ask you, what church do you go to? The people come up to, ask, to you and say, can you pray for me? The people come up to you and say, I need a word of encouragement. Because when they do that, they see something different and special in you. And they want you to speak something into their lives. Herod saw something in John, but it's hard for him to receive it, but he needed to hear the truth. There's people around you that need to hear the truth. They may not receive it as they ought to, but they need to hear the truth. Do not Bend to peer pressure into the stress of this world, but stand up and speak the truth. Stand up with your, with your shoulders, lean back your head up, and say, I'm standing for Jesus. Jesus stood for me, and guess what Jesus did? He died for me. But now that I'm here, I'm going to live for him. And when he comes back, I'll be able to say, Lord, I want to hear those good words. Well done. My good and faithful servant, but your character needs to be checked right now. Check yourself right now. What's the issue you're dealing with? And check it right now. Turn it over to the Lord and leave it there at his feet and change. Repent and do the right thing. And when I'm saying do the right thing, do the God thing. Do the holy thing. We are called to be perfect and be holy. And we have been made holy through the blood of Jesus. I want us to check our character. So that when we talk, people listen because our actions are louder than words.